Welcome to the Iceland with Kids podcast. We're sharing the best tips and tricks to help you plan an amazing vacation to Iceland. Your host is Eric Newman, the founder of Iceland with Kids. Eric offers custom vacation plans and personal tour guide services for families visiting Iceland. Check out all of the details at icelandwithkids.com. Here's Eric and the Iceland with Kids podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Iceland with Kids podcast. Today's topic is visiting Iceland in 2021. Can you and should you? And I want to cover two topics that are both sort of happening and changing right now. Um, and so I should mention, by the way, if you're listening to this episode, you know, maybe in 2022 or 2023, most of the other um, episodes are what we call evergreen in the podcast business. It means you can listen to it anytime. Right? My Golden Circle coverage is going to be good. You can listen to it two years from now. It's still going to be useful. This one is covering topics that are happening and evolving in 2021. So you may want to skip this one or you may not. You may want to hear what's happening in Iceland in the spring of 2021 in March of 2021. So the two things I want to talk about, um, one of which I'm assuming, assuming you can guess, which is uh, COVID-19 and how to deal with that and in visiting Iceland. The other is a volcano that just just erupted uh, yesterday, actually. So I'm, I'm recording this on March 20th. Uh, so March 19th, uh, a new volcano erupted in the Reykjanes Peninsula, uh, sort of between Reykjavik and the Keflavik airport, which is the airport you fly into when you visit Iceland. So let me start with the volcano. So this volcano has been brewing for a while. Um, you know, Iceland, on the one hand, has been used to volcanoes. On the other hand, though, this one has definitely captured the imagination of the locals in Iceland. Um, it sort of started at the end of February. The number of earthquakes uh, on the Reykjans Peninsula um, really exploded. Um, so the numbers I see that are in the last 30 years, um, they've seen something like 66,000 earthquakes total that have shaken the Reykjans Peninsula. And more than 20,000 of those have occurred in the last 12 months, and I think 10,000 or so in the last week or so. So what has happened is that there, that there were these earthquakes, which is this early warning system. And I actually have some audio here from people talking about just how these earthquakes were shaking uh, the locals, shaking the area. It's midnight today. It's been 1,200 earthquakes. And in a normal week, you might have 100, 200. Many people have, have woken up by earthquakes. We've had several over magnitude 5. So this has been very unusual and I don't th think anyone remembers anything like this happening. Actually, just to update those numbers I just said a minute ago, um, it says more than 20,000 earthquakes total shook southwestern Iceland between February 24th and March 5th. Here's a quote uh, from someone who lives in Iceland. The quote is, quote, I have experienced earthquakes before, but never so many in a row. Reykjavik resident Otter Alpha Olaf's daughter told CNN, it is very unusual to feel the earth shake 24 hours a day for a whole week. It makes you feel very small and very powerless against nature. And there are also stories about people who were leaving their houses saying that they couldn't sleep because the earth was just shaking all day and all night. And so they moved to other parts of Iceland, stayed with friends uh, to avoid being shaken and, and not getting any sleep. Uh, well, the earthquake stopped uh, when these, these pressure was released and the pressure was released through a volcano. Uh, that, that, that volcano um, is erupting and there's lava flowing out. There are some amazing pictures. It's not really near 
anybody or anything. Um, I've read if you actually want to go see it, you have to park on a road and then hike several hours uh, to go view th this volcano. So it's not something that's easy for a tourist to go see. Um, but also people seem to not really be very bothered by it. Um, just it's a, sort of a part of life. Part of the beauty of Iceland is because of this geothermal activity that's under the surface of the earth, right? Gazer on the golden circle that sort of spews this superheated water up every five to eight minutes. This happens because there's energy under the surface of the earth. On the other hand, though, a volcano hasn't erupted in this area in something like eight or 900 years. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, I did mention that it's close to the airport. So the first question I had was, is the airport going to close? Uh, initially, I did see people saying that saying the airport was closed, no flights in, no flights out, but it seems like that wasn't actually true. Uh, and the airport is still operating. Uh, in 2010, when Eyjafjallajökull erupted, um, I'm going to have to learn how to say the, the, the name of this, of this new volcano in 2021. I don't know how to say it yet. Um, when that one erupted in 2010, um, there was ash, huge clouds of ash. And this uh, really, you know, sort of canceled air travel across most of Europe. Iceland wasn't affected because it, it went east. Uh, but most of Europe, um, you know, couldn't fly uh, for about two weeks um, back in, in 2010. So this one seems like it's not going to be ash. It's just going to be sort of lava on the surface. And it seems like unless there's power issues, it's not going to uh, disrupt anything in Iceland. Uh, here's another quote. And by the way, both of these audio snippets came from the BBC, um, a quote from an expert in Iceland saying, hey, this isn't going to be one of those big, you know, sending massive amounts of ash, this plume of smoke up into the air. It's really just going to be lava on the surface, fairly well contained as volcanoes go. So we can expect that to find its way up to the surface. But we're not going to see, uh, like we saw in 2010, uh, a central volcano with an explosive eruption and then a lot of ash. That's not the case for Reykjanes here. The earthquakes, I think, have stopped more or less. There are always earthquakes, but the major cluster of earthquakes has stopped because this pressure has been relieved by coming up to the surface. And it seems like it's not going to impact travel which is kind of crazy because, you know, you'd think that they think it would, it's pretty close to the airport, um, but it seems like it's okay. There are people saying that if they're very, very close to where the eruption is taking place, there are some slightly toxic gases spewed out, out into the air. And so Icelanders are urged to keep their windows closed, especially at night when you're sleeping. And so that may impact your travel. You may, for example, not want to stay in Grindavik um, on the Reykjans Peninsula. Um, you may not even want to stay in Reykjavik. I don't know how it's going to be in Reykjavik, but um, if I were going, I may you know, head right to the south coast or the Golden Circle, get further further um, west, I'm sorry, further east of where the eruption is happening, so you don't have to worry about any potentially toxic fumes. But th this is just early. This just you know, started erupting last night, so they'll have to see over time uh, where the gases settle. Um, but the one thing that may change is that you may want to land at the airport and then get out, go east uh, if you are visiting. That's something to definitely keep an eye on. We'll keep our website updated. You can email me with any questions as, as this evolves. If you're listening to this, you know, a month from now and it's still erupting, um, email me and I can certainly uh, give you an update with the latest information. Um, you know, and I say, oh, a month from now, um, that sounds kind of crazy, but you know, these eruptions can last several months. Um, you know, the, there was the one in the Westman Islands. One of my favorite places in Iceland is the Westman Islands. There was uh, a volcanic eruption there. In 1973, everybody left the island, uh, evacuated to the mainland. That eruption lasted for five months. And so there's a possibility that even through summer, um, this volcano could be erupting. 
It shouldn't you know, cause major issues, but it may change your plans a little bit. Um, so right now my recommendation is to you know, see where, where this volcano is if you're going anytime soon, and don't stay too, too close to it. You know, get, get out off of the Reykjans Peninsula. Normally I love the Reykjans Peninsula um, and seeing some of the sites there that many people don't see. Now I'm sort of becoming more of what most people do, which is just head east, get out of there, um, and go enjoy your visit to Iceland. All right, so that was topic number one, the volcano, which is kind of new and fun and exciting. And by the way, I think that if you're going to Iceland, um, don't plan on seeing the, this volcano. I think it's going to be a very, very crowded. It's not meant as a tourist attraction, of course. And uh, hiking there for several hours, um, I think it's really not something I would recommend. Um, you're sort of it's sort of at your own risk. Um, you know, there could be th these gases in the air, so I would probably avoid it. Second topic um, is the one you probably expected when you started listening to this episode is COVID, COVID-19. Um, Iceland made what was a surprise announcement to me. Um, this is two days ago on the 18th, so they announced this and then the volcano um, erupted the next day. Um, announced that, um, well, they announced on the 17th, starting the 18th, that anyone who was vaccinated and could provide a, a proof proof they were vaccinated, could visit Iceland with no quarantine, no nothing. And so people from uh, Europe, from the EEA, uh, could visit Iceland up till now, but they had to quarantine. You had to get a COVID test, quarantine for five days, and then get a second test, and then you didn't have to quarantine anymore. Now they're saying, and people from the United States and Canada could not come at all, period, unless you couldn't come for tourism. If you were an athlete or you had some other really, really good reason, you could get an exemption, but most tourists or all tourists from North America could not visit Iceland. Suddenly, they said, if you're vaccinated, you can come. No quarantine, no nothing. So this is a huge change for uh, people in the U.S. and Canada who have been vaccinated. Um, if you don't have the proof of vaccination, you have to quarantine for five days. And we'll actually get to that in a minute with kids. Um, some people, you may also read that it says, oh, if you prove you have a prior COVID-19 infection, you can prove it um, with a PCR test or an antibody test. So basically, if you have a positive COVID test or a positive antibody test, you can visit. That does not apply to visitors from the United States and Canada. That's people from the EEA, EFTA. Those are um, you know, European alliances of countries, the European Union. I guess I have to add the, the United Kingdom now to that, uh, plus a couple of other countries uh, in Europe that aren't part of the EU, but are part of the EEA. But US and Canada... Um, you need to have a full vaccination certificate with, uh, with, that shows that you were vaccinated with an unapproved vaccine. Now, the list of, of approved vaccines um, are the typical ones you would think uh, in the U.S. at least. There's Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and they say Janssen. Now, Janssen is Johnson & Johnson, right? So Janssen is basically what they call the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in Europe. So if you got Johnson & Johnson, you may want to check, but I believe you should be fine uh, with, with the Johnson Johnson vaccine because that's the same as Janssen. So most of, the, I think, any of the standard vaccines you're going to get in, the, in the, the United States and I think in Canada are going to be approved. Um, you, just, you just bring your proof. You can bring your card um, that you got uh, in the U.S. It's a card from the CDC and you can go visit Iceland, which is kind of cool. Iceland, the infection rate right now is very, very low. You know, I think I looked a couple days ago, they had one new case. And so when you're there, um, they're still gathering rules. There's not going to be any soccer, football matches. There's not going to be, you know, big concerts. Uh, there's a gathering limit of 25 or 100 or something like that. Um, but life is kind of normal there. There's a volcano, but life is still fairly normal uh, in Iceland once you get there, which is, which is wonderful if you're able to visit, if you've been vaccinated. Now, 
The question most of you are asking who are listening to this, and this is the Iceland with Kids podcast as well. Kids aren't allowed to be vaccinated yet, right? The vaccine's only approved, I think, for 16 and up. Uh, it's either 18 and up or 16 and up. Um, so your kids aren't vaccinated, can't be vaccinated unless they're part of a clinical trial. Um, and the answer is, yeah, you're out of luck. Um, the rules state that um, a kid, child born 2005 or later, um, who is traveling with a parent who has an exemption. So if you're traveling with your child and you're vaccinated, you have to quarantine with your child for five days. And the quarantine is pretty limiting. I mean, you can, you know, if you're completely by yourself, you can go take a hike. It's, it's not, you don't, it's not isolation, um, but it's pretty limiting and they're pretty serious about it. So you don't want to break this. They've had tourists who they've flagged down um, who are violating quarantine. It's not a good idea. So unfortunately, um, if you're visiting with kids right now, you can still go, um, which is good. That wasn't true as of a couple of days ago. Um, but you would have to quarantine with your kids for five days, which are a lot of people visiting for a week's vacation. That's not really going to work. So uh, we're hoping uh, that May 1st, um, there will be sort of the last big change in the rules for Iceland prior to the big summer travel season. That was originally going to be the sort of big date where they were going to announce which countries were green, yellow, and red, which countries you could travel from and which you couldn't. Uh, this vaccination uh, exemption puts a twist into those plans. Still hopeful that uh, on May 1st, they will announce some option um, for families visiting with children where the children wouldn't have to you know, quarantine if the parents are vaccinated, uh, but we don't know. Um, so it could be a, a summer, uh, it could be the summer of 2020 was basically nobody visiting. Summer of 2021 could be only adults visiting Iceland and not taking their children with them. Um, so we have to wait and see. But anyway, for right now, um, adults who are vaccinated can visit Iceland. Make sure you bring proof. Make sure you look at covid.is, which is the official Icelandic site for COVID information. You can click on English in the top, and then you can click for travelers, and it'll give you all of, of the details about, about what you need to bring. Um, I think the CDC card should be okay. Um, it says what it needs to look like. It, needs to be, it has the name of the vaccine, the manufacturer, the batch number. I think the CDC card you get in the U.S. Uh, should qualify, but I haven't tried it yet, and I haven't heard anybody trying because it's only two days old. So, um, But that's the update. So the, the volcano seems like it's not going to disrupt travel unless there's sort of power or issues. Um, it seems like it's just going to kind of be business as usual in Iceland besides these gases. So I would advise, eh, don't stick around too close to the airport for very long, go east. Um, and for COVID, suddenly um, you can visit if you're vaccinated, um, but your kids aren't vaccinated, so you can't take your kids unless you want to quarantine for five days. Um, I'll keep things updated on our website, icelandwithkids.com. Uh, if you are planning to visit, even without kids, I'm happy to help you plan your trip. Um, just go to icelandwithkids.com slash podcast and you'll see the information there. Um, we help people you know, plan trips. Um, we have discount coupons. Um, I charge a fee for the planning, but sometimes the discounts I have sort of offset most of the cost of my planning. So it ends up not being very expensive. So we're happy to help you plan your trip for this year. If it gets canceled, um, you know, we'll we'll give you credit for your plans for next year as well. So you, you won't lose the money if you have to, to cancel your trip. Otherwise, keep uh, looking at us on Facebook, IcelandWithKids.com facebook.com slash Iceland with kids. Uh, our website is icelandwithkids.com. You can email me with questions, eric, E-R-I-C, at icelandwithkids.com. So that's the update. If you're planning a trip, you can't take the kids for now. Well, hopefully May 1st will be different, but for now, those are the rules. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Iceland with Kids podcast. For more information, check out our website at icelandwithkids.com. Or if you want help planning your Iceland vacation, 
or even having me serve as your personal guide in Iceland, just send me an email, eric at icelandwithkids.com. Thanks for listening.